Doctrine and Devotion is sponsored by Mission Aware. Mission Aware is producing some amazing theologian statue busts for your bookends, for your end tables. Uh, you can learn more about them at theologianstatues.com. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. And a big welcome to all of our new listeners. What, 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 what new well, yeah, listeners? I, I, there's some people like Tim Hurd. He's listening now. No, and, he's not. Uh, yeah, he, was, he said he, he listened. Huh? He said he listened. So that guy Tim, he listened, and Tijuana listens. Stop it. They do. So the, like, welcome. I don't know if they. I don't know if they listen. They're regularly. faithful listeners now. They are not faithful. Listen, listeners. you can't. You, we're, we're like those potato chips. You can't have just one. Right. <laughs> you start listening. They got to be down. No, they're not. They're down. down with the sickness. No, no, stop it. That's a good reference though to that song. There you go. That was really good. No, I think they said that. You know, I think. Tim mentioned he's listened to a couple. See? Yeah. But now it's locked. He's, he's, he's not. He's no, addicted stop now. It. Everybody who listens gets addicted. No one. No. Some people get addicted to the content. Some get addicted to the banter. Some people just get addicted to staying away from us. No. I, 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 my, my guess is that they're all in. Hey, Jimmy, how's your week been? Yeah. Yeah. Has it been a good week? It's been, you know, yeah, well, no. <laughs> you know, it's been a, it's been a crazy week, but okay. you know what I'm looking forward to? Tomorrow uh, we leave. When this yeah. drops, tomorrow we leave. We're going to get on an airplane mm-hmm. and we're going to go all the way to uh, LA or San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco. And then we're going to get on another plane and go all the way to New Zealand. To Auckland. Auckland, then get on another plane to Wellington. Wellington. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's going to be fun, man. All we're right. going to be gone for the week. I feel horrible. It's been such a it's been crazy at work, crazy at home. And then I'm just like, bye, Felicia. Yeah. Wait, you don't buy Felicia your wife? No, no, I'm saying no, okay. buy Felicia to the problems. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I, that's how I feel about it. Yeah, yeah. It's been, it's been, a, it's been a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has been a week. It has been a week. But you know what? It could have. Uh, today we were expecting more. Oh my and goodness! That, uh, we were ready. We were ready to do an episode on something that was going to happen here, but we're going to wait till it actually happens. And probably is going to happen while we're away. Probably away. Yeah. Of course, uh, it's going to happen so, while we're you know, away. We don't. We don't mean to. We don't mean to tease you guys uh, with it. But uh, yeah. Well, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. Not everybody. Not everybody likes us. You know. No. Some no. People, not some people aren't big fans. Um, but thankfully. Um, we love our church yep. and our church loves us and, uh, and we're happy with that. Right. That makes us very, very happy. That's it. So I'm hoping as you guys are listening, uh, cause it's the last day or not last day, but still October right now, October 29th, uh, you still have time to appreciate your pastor. So make sure Joe hates this, but, uh, make sure you're taking time to appreciate, uh, your leadership, you know, uh, whether it is with gift cards, uh, thank you cards, uh, bottles of bourbon. We uh, might, we might've got some bottles. We of got bourbon. some bottles of bourbon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I mean, really take the, it's about the sentiment, right? Like, uh, I know of one individual that had, uh, planned to give their pastor, uh, like a gift card. So him and his wife go out for dinner and watch their children for him so that they wouldn't have to pay for, yeah. you know, and uh, so it's that's the kind of stuff that, that you could be doing, right? Yeah. Like, uh, just really think about it. Uh, whether it's a small church, big church, what we all can do is show our appreciation for those that uh, do shepherd and shepherd well. Yeah, yeah. I've I was always thankful for my pastors, um, and uh, you know, I, I I couldn't thank them enough. Like, you know what I mean? Because because mm-hmm. they actually invested in me. You know, and um, I think that you know, for us, 
I, if, if our church didn't do anything for this month, I, I wouldn't care because I, 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 they show their appreciation throughout the year. Like yeah. I feel very appreciated. Yeah, Redeemer is a very gracious I'd rather than not church. make a deal out of it. But, uh, yeah, but we, today was awkward. I was like, oh. Yeah, I told you. Yeah, good thing I hid. Yeah, I know. I hid so they couldn't find me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't get called up front. All right, listen, we got to get going here. We got stuff to do. All right, well, fine. We got talks to write. We got to talk about, oh, yeah. <laughs> Where are you at in that process? I'm halfway. Halfway to like starting? No, no. I, let's tell you halfway right. to thinking about it? I could give one of the talks tomorrow. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah. I feel like I could. Yeah. Give half of one of the talks tomorrow. The good half or the bad half? It pro- most likely it comes off the bad half. Okay. That's well. the problem. Well, today uh, we wanted to talk briefly about the covenant of redemption. Mm-hmm. Uh, the covenant of redemption is mentioned in the 1689. Yep. Uh, sort of, you know, kind of a by the way, implicitly. And since we've been talking about the covenant of grace, the covenant of works, um, we wanted to address this issue of the covenant of redemption because... It really is the foundation for the covenant of grace. So, so if it's that important, Joe, like how how would you define uh, the covenant of redemption? Well, let's, let's let's sort of back up before we do that, so we can kind of explain to people. Well, like, then, fine. Let's go ahead and back that up. So you've you've got the the the, the covenant of of works, mm-hmm. right? Where God establishes this covenant with Adam. Uh, you know, don't eat of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, but um, eat of all the other trees. Correct. Be fruitful, multiply, all that. Yep, yep. If you break my laws, it's going to be death. You're going to be expelled from yeah, the garden. You will, for you will surely die. Right. Yep. Boom. No, he, Adam broke that. Mm-hmm. He broke that covenant. And all of us in Adam have broke broken that, that covenant. That's right. So we're all condemned. So God then establishes a covenant of grace, right? Where um, it's a covenant that God says, I, I will save you not by your works, but by my works. Yep. I will save you through um, my grace and all you have to do to enter into this covenant is to believe. And mm. it's a covenant that you can't break because no. once you believe you're in. That's and, right. Have faith. So, um, but the covenant of grace is built upon a covenant of redemption. The covenant of grace is made between God and man or yep. God and the elect, however you want to put it. But the covenant of redemption is made between God and God. Yeah. It's made between the father and and the son. Mm. So I would say that the covenant of redemption is the, uh, the covenant promises that were made between the father and the son yes. about the redemption of a particular people. That's, that's probably the simplest way that I would mm. say. It. And we see this in scripture. Now you might be like, so wait, wait a minute. There's a covenant between the father and mm. the son, between God, the father and the son. Where do we see that in scripture? And it's not like there's going to be a simple thing where it just says, oh, well, you know, there was this covenant that was promised that was made before. There's a number of scriptures that speak to these issues. And so we're going to link to some resources yeah. for you, Burkoff, Hodge and whatnot. Um, and we're actually going to pull a lot of material from, from Burkoff because yeah. it's just well organized and it's, it's easy to really well of, stated kind of, kind of run through. So one, one of the ways that we would, one of the scripture passages or some of the scripture passages that we would point to are those passages that show that Jesus redeeming work was a part of the decree of God, that God had made this decree. Yeah. We've already talked about the decree of God, That's right? right? The decrees of God are his eternal purpose, according to the counsel of his will, whereby for his own glory, he has foreordained whatsoever comes to pass. Mm. Um, so that's the decree of God. And a part of that is Christ's work. So in Ephesians chapter one, right? We, we read about that. It's mm-hmm. it's that, you know, before the foundations of the earth, you were chosen in Christ to be holy and blameless before him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Second Thessalonians 2.13, uh, but we ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers, 
beloved by the Lord, because God chose you as the first fruits to be mm. saved through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth. Right. That's really good. Or First Peter chapter uh, 1, verse uh, 2, right, that uh, these are the elect exiles, verse 2, um, according to the foreknowledge of God in the sanctification of the Spirit for the obedience to Jesus Christ and for mm. the sp- sprinkling with his blood. In fact, that kind of gets us to this point where we can see that um, that in this this decree of Christ's redeeming work, uh, in this covenant that is established between the Father and the mm. Son, there is a participation of all three persons of the Trinity yeah. in executing this work. There's this quote by Burkhoff here that says, uh, now we find that in the economy of redemption, there is, in a sense, a division of labor. The Father is the originator, the Son, the executor, and the Holy Spirit, the applier. Mm. And so like every every person in the Godhead is is in play in bringing about this redemptive yeah. work. So we, we can see that this was predestined before the foundations of the earth. Um, and this covenant where, you know, Jesus is sent by the Father to save is something that's established in scripture a lot. Like Jesus speaks about the mission that was given to him, right? Before he was incarnated, right? He's always yeah. talking about how he's coming down to do the Father's will and all that stuff. Any of those scriptures standing out, Jimmy? Yeah, I'm thinking of John uh, John 5, 30. Uh, I could do nothing on my own. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just because I seek not my own will, but the will of him who sent me, right? Uh, along that same line, uh, if you Jump down to mm. verse 43. Mm. Uh, I have come in my father's name and you do not receive me. If another comes in his own name, you will receive him. So yeah. this idea of being sent, right? right. Like the mission, uh, uh, the mission of his, like that's Jesus' mission is to be sent right. and to come and to uh, uh, gather his children. So he was sent, right? There, mm-hmm. So in other words, there was a plan that yep. was established beforehand. I'm sending you to do something. Yep. And you I got was, a particular mission, is right. I think the, the phrase that we're looking to just yep. talk about here. Exactly, right? And so we have this, like I was, I kept going to John 17 today in my sermon um, uh, here at Redeemer. And in John 17, Christ's high priestly prayer in verse four, Jesus says this to the Father, I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. Mm. So you see all of it right there. Like I'm I'm waiting to return to that state of glory that I had with you before, but I've come down here to do something that you gave me to do. Yeah. I mean, so there we again and again we see that Jesus was tasked yeah. with uh, with a responsibility uh, to save from the Father, and yeah, and this 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 task is uh, he is uh, our representative, right? Mm-hmm. Like you talked about before, that in Adam we all we've all sinned and we've right. all received the just condemnation condemnation of God, and yet for the mission of Jesus, looking at First Corinthians fifteen twenty two, for as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. Right. So that mission is as uh to atone for our sins, to save the elect, uh, and to represent his people. Yeah. So you you can you can see this just when you're looking at those 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 kinds of passages, right? And we can look at Old Testament passages mm-hmm. too, Second uh, Samuel seven, which we know is messianic, um, Hebrews chapter one, mm-hmm. uh, Psalm eighty nine. There's, there's there's a lot of passages that speak to this idea of of Christ's work um, and and mission being given to him by the Father before you know the creation of time. Yeah. But 
it's, it'll be helpful for us to understand you know, the requirements and the promises that relate to this covenant of redemption, right? So since it's, it's a covenant, there's, there's going to be promises made, right? There's yeah. going to be uh, things that are expected. And so Burkhoff kind of lays it out in terms of, you know, the requirements being broken down into, you know, what the father required of the son, and then the promises that the father made to the son, um, that would then, you know, result in this final state of glory. Right? Oh, okay. So where, where would he start? So um, when Burkhoff is explaining this, mm-hmm. he, uh, he, he's saying that the father required of the son uh, who appeared in this covenant as the surety and head of his people and as the last Adam, here it is, that he should make amends for the sin of Adam and for those whom the father had given him and should do what Adam failed to do by keeping the law and thus securing eternal life for all his spiritual progeny. Mm. Now, in other words, the covenant of grace that we enjoy is built upon a covenant of works that Jesus fulfilled. Yeah. So like we broke the original covenant of works. Well, the covenant of redemption is a sort of covenant of works where the father says, son, I want you to go and accomplish this work. Mm -hmm. And the end result will be these people who I am giving to you, glorifying you as my son forever. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, that's a big part of it. And now by doing that, right. Um, by Jesus taking up that requirement, there are certain things to, to save. There are certain things that must be true. I mean, I think one of these is that he uh, must be, uh, uh, he has to take on flesh. Right. Right. Human uh, nature. Yeah. Human nature. I mean, look at Galatians uh, uh, 4, 4 here. Uh, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive what we might receive adoption as sons. Mm-hmm. And so here there's that 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 Jesus himself it should assume our human nature. Right. Yep. As our representative, he had to represent us uh, fully. And so that means he's he's fully man. Mm-hmm. And as we'll look you know, late, he's fully God. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, I think that's we we miss out on the significance of the incarnation, you know, and it's a like, hyperstatic union, right? Well, so Christmas is coming up. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Yeah, how excited are we to preach those Christmas messages? Not very. See, I, I, I'm just being honest. No, like, I, I say it every year. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that you share the burden with me now. I know. Here's, I think, part, all right. It's not that I'm not excited for Christmas or anything like that. Right. It's just, um. This is now my sin. This is my right. my sinful heart here. Yeah. Is like it's like it almost feels like the same passages over and over again. Even and so, though they're not, we use different ones every year. Exactly. So it's like the same theme. But I should be rejoicing yeah. in this. There is this is a this is a powerful moment mm. in in uh, I guess in the church calendar if you want to use that yeah. that kind of phrase where God himself came and took on flesh and how right. necessary that was for our salvation. See, what we have to do, like Jimmy and I do this every year. A lot of you pastors do this every year. Um, and maybe you naturally get excited about it. We are naturally repelled by the idea. Like mm-hmm. preaching, the, we don't like to be told what to preach, first of all. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's the calendar's telling us I got to do Christmas now. So there's that, there's that element of rebellion so what we have to do is no, we, I love being told every time I go preach somewhere. Oh I'm yeah. Like, why oh, don't yeah, you love please. this then? Huh? Why don't you love this then? Cause I, 
don't love Jesus as much. Okay. Well, here's the thing. What we have to do is we have to preach this truth to ourselves. Yeah. And then we become exactly. inflamed with an excitement and a passion and a growing faith in it. You know, so that when we read Hebrews chapter two, verse 14, that says, since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise, that is Jesus partook of the same things that through death, he might destroy the one who has the power of death. That is the devil and deliver all those through hmm. who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. For surely it is not angels that Jesus helps, but he helps the offspring of Abraham. Mm -hmm. Therefore, he had to be made like his brothers in every respect so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. Bam. Because he himself has suffered when he when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. That's the incarnation, son. That's it. That's and it. That, it. that gets us excited. That gets us really pumped. And Burkhoff kind of puts a fine point on this, that he should assume this nature with its present infirmity so he's, he could represent us and he, he struggles as we yep. struggle, right? Yet... Or he says, though without sin. Yeah. And yeah. that's really important here is that, that as Jesus is, uh, uh, as God has taken on our humanity, mm -hmm. it is still without sin. He, he yeah. is not sinful like you and I are. Right. And he's, that, that's the only, I mean, he has to be that for, to be our savior. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, so it's beautiful. So when we're talking about this covenant of redemption, right, the requirements were that the, that the, the son would take on uh, a, a human nature, right. In order to save the people, this was necessary and that he would place himself under the law. Right. I mean, listen, he is above the law. He's the giver of the law. I am the law. <laughs> <laughs> he, Jesus judge dreads this thing. Okay. And, uh, and yet he, in his, in his adopting a human nature, he puts himself under the law to fulfill it, mm -hmm. to keep it. And, um, and he also satisfies the requirements of the law uh, by making atonement for sins. Amen. So there's, there's that element of, of the requirements. And then, you know, uh, Burkhoff says, uh, after having merited forgiveness of sins and eternal life uh, for his own, should apply to them the fruits of his merits, complete pardon and the renewal of their lives to the powerful operation of the Holy Spirit. By doing this, he would render it absolutely certain that believers would consecrate their lives to God. Mm. So, I mean, Jesus, what the requirements that were uh, upon Jesus in his mission to save are pretty clearly established in scripture. Oh, yeah. Um, sent by the Father uh, to save, um, assuming human nature, fulfilling the law, dying on the cross, all of that is, is the, it, it's, we could say it's the requirement of the covenant, but it is the work, right, that Jesus had to do mm -hmm. um, to actually save us. Now, before we get to the promises, though. Yeah. Um, there's I, one more requirement. Yeah. There, I mean, this is not a requirement in the covenant of redemption, but it is a requirement of the covenant of doctrine and devotion. It is a requirement of the covenant of what it really means to be reformed. If you don't have this, I'm not sure you could really be called reformed. Yeah. Maybe deformed. But not reformed. That's right. And so <laughs> uh, for, for the last few weeks, we've been talking about this Kickstarter uh, by Mission Aware and Jeff Landon. And today, October 29th, 2018, is the last day midnight tonight the kickstarter ends and so today's your last just jump in on the kickstarter project you can start a new pledge or increase your current pledge to include some of the new theologians that he's, he's already he's released four new theologians since the time we started this yeah and you know so, why you know why because, because our listeners were like yo this is the stuff we want yeah and the, so that, that that's it right you're there welcome so, jeff yeah, he, he sent me a text. I've not responded to him. He's like, hey, man, uh, you know you want them Jofo ones. I'm, I didn't respond to him. I was like, no, 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 we're not going to do this. Not going to happen. Um, but yeah, so you could, you could either start a new pledge or you can increase your current one. 
And today's the day you want to get in on this because you want to ensure that if you're buying these as a gift, Mm -hmm. you need that time so it can ship to you by Christmas. Yeah. So you can get it out there. So just imagine your your husband or your wife or your friend or your pastor getting this box. It's going to be heavy because it's a bust, right? Mm-hmm. You can easily like, whoa, it's got weight in it. And yeah, he's going yeah. to open it up and no way. There's the Jofo. There, there is David Coverdale. Uh, no, no, it's Jonathan Edwards. Yeah, never mind. But it looks like David Coverdale. So, <laughs> like, uh, you know, from White Snake. Like, Come on, man. White Snake. <laughs> Listen, some of those guys and the hair metal bands of the 80s had the same kind of hair. I love those bands. I know. I know. So anyway, uh, get in on this. Where do mm. they go, Jimmy? Where do they go to get in on this? Uh, they go to theologianstatues.com. Nice. Get in there. Nicey, nice. Okay, so the requirements of the covenant of redemption are are, are fairly simple, right? Yeah. Assume a human nature, fulfill the law, die on the cross, and uh, raise <laughs> That's from the it, dead. guys. <laughs> I didn't say easy. I said simple. One, two, three, boom, boom, boom. That's what it is. Now, um, but then there are these promises associated with the covenant, right? With mm-hmm. the covenant of redemption. And, you know, one of the com- one, one of the promises that Burkhoff points out is that the father would prepare the son a body, which would uh, be this, he says, fit tabernacle for him. Mm. Um, a body in part prepared by the immediate agency of God and uncontaminated by sin. So we're looking at Luke, right? Chapter one, we're looking at Hebrews chapter 10, mm. because there, you know, we, we get this, we, we see that Jesus is fully man. Oh yeah. You know, he is not, he is not like us in, in, in his humanity. Yeah, I mean, Luke 1, 35, just because you were talking about that right. there. And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, mm-hmm. the Son of God. Love it, right? So there's that aspect of it, right? That, that the Father, like, okay, so there's this commitment made, the requirement, you're gonna have to go and do this, but then the Father's like, I will prepare a body yeah. for you. Right. And then um, he also, Burkhoff also says that um, uh, that the father would endow the son with the necessary gifts and graces for mm. the performance of his task and would particularly anoint him for the messianic offices by giving him the spirit without measure, a promise that was fulfilled, especially at the time of his baptism. So get this. And this is, I, I, I love that it says this here that Burkhoff says it because not a lot of people get into this. Yeah. The, Jesus who worked the fulfilling of the, his, his, the, the, the fulfilling of the, of the the work that he was supposed to do, the the miracles that he performed, even a lot of these things, they it it wasn't that Jesus just did it out of his divine nature. Yeah, he did it um, in submission to the Father, empowered by the Spirit through the graces that he received. You know, he did these things as the God Man, mm. and so we have these 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 gifts that the father bestowed upon the son that were an empowerment for him to actually carry out this work. Hmm. And then we have other um, promises that were made, right? That, yeah, I mean, uh, Burkhoff talks about that he would support him in the performance of his work, would deliver him from the power of death, and would thus enable him to destroy the dominion of Satan and to establish the kingdom of God. So you got a few things there, that he would support him in the performance of his work, Right, it's 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 Holy Spirit empowered. It is right. it is God ordained. Right, and so uh, even though Jesus is is fully man, he is fully God, and that uh, the Spirit is at work in him and through him mm-hmm. in in the midst of this uh, would deliver him from the power of death. 
right? And so even though he would he would die on the cross, uh, he would be raised from the death and thus enable him to destroy the dominion of Satan right. and to establish the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is here. Yeah. It is finished. In, so you, know, you you see this uh, you know in the Old Testament you know in Psalm 16 you see it in um, in Acts chapter two when Peter is uh, is preaching that uh, you know what the Old Testament said about about Jesus you know these messianic uh, prophecies you know that uh, that though Christ though the Christ would suffer and die he would not um, be destroyed you know that uh, he would not be abandoned to Hades mm-hmm. uh, that he would not see corruption. But that he, in fact, he would be vindicated. So, this is a really important aspect of the promise that was made to the son. Um, we also have this promise that that the father would enable him uh, to send out this Holy Spirit for the formation of his spiritual body. Um, you know, to to teach, to guide, uh, to strengthen, and to protect the church. Right. Mm. So, you know, we talk about the the son eternally generating from the father, and the spirit eternally proceeding from the father and the son. And so, you read about this in John fourteen, and John fifteen, and John sixteen, right? Where yeah. the, the, these these aspects of the of the promised Holy Spirit that would come, you know, from uh, and through the son. And then also Burkhoff talked about this promises that uh, he that we would be given to him. Mm -hmm. Right. That I mean, the way Burkhoff puts it, that he would enable him or sorry, uh, that he would give unto him a numerous seed in reward for his accomplished work, a seed so numerous that it would be a multitude which no man could number. So that ultimately the kingdom of the Messiah would embrace the people of all nations and tongues. I mean, looking at Psalm uh, 22, right, 27 here. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord and all the families of the nations shall worship before you. Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I, that idea, right? And Jesus talks about this quite a bit. John 17, right? Um, he talks about those that the Father had given him, yeah. right? Um, but he talks about that idea. So consider that Jesus' mission to save. He's not just coming in randomly trying to rescue people that are floating by on a river. Mm-hmm. Jesus came like special ops. Like I have specific people that I got to save. Yeah. Right? yeah. I'm going to save the, these people that the father gave me. And so he fulfills the law on their behalf specifically. He dies on the cross for their behalf specifically on their behalf. So like Jesus was not just generally trying to do mm-hmm. something that might benefit some. He was specifically saving these people so that those the father had given him would be his forever. And then the final promise is that um, the father would commit to Jesus all power in heaven and on earth. Right. So and we read this, you know, in uh, like Matthew 28 is mm-hmm. the big one. Right? All authority in heaven and on earth has, has been, been given, given to yep. me. Um, and uh, the Jesus being established as Lord and King in that way um, is sort of like the end of of, of those promises, right? So it it ends there with with, with him having these um, this authority, and and the when the the whole plan of redemption is finally accomplished with the return of Christ and everything, then him in that position is glorified to the uttermost with those with elect people, yeah, um, and delighting delighting in the Son, because in Jesus what you see is the fullness of the character of God. So in this covenant of redemption. Um, you know, people might want to know like, well, where, where does it say there's a covenant of redemption? Well, it says it sort of all over the place implicitly. Yeah. Many of the doctrines that we believe are implied. Uh, they're not explicit. Yeah. Where does it say doctrine of Trinity? 
Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't, right? But, um, now, you can see there are passages that involve Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Correct. But that doesn't necessarily give you a formulation for the doctrine of the Trinity. You have to look at the whole. Mm-hmm. And so it's the same with the covenant of redemption. The Father clearly made promises to the Son. Uh, the Son certainly made commitments to the Father. And that is the basis of the covenant of grace. Mm. Well, what's the point? Well, I guess for me, what excites me is... The reason I can't break the covenant of grace, the reason I can't fall out of this covenant of grace in which I have been saved is because of the covenant of redemption. Mm. I can't break the covenant of grace because it rests upon Christ's covenant of redemption, which he's already completed. That's right. Perfectly. The second Adam did it all. Amen. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DoctrineDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. Fresh Pottery Monday and Thursday blog posts on Wednesdays. Video content when available. Later. Later.